Thanks for tuning in to Blokes of Wrestling on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we discuss the weekly news, awesome matches, and best moments from AEW, WWE, New Japan, Impact, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hey guys, it's Justin, aka Hambone, just here to let you know a couple of things that we have going on with the channel. One, we have a Patreon. If you can and want to support us, you can do that. A little as a dollar, you can join the Discord. We also have a merch store where you can get some cool shirts, mugs, and stuff with all of our different shows and labels on there. And thank you for all of our supporters that have already been there with us. You a little scorny bitch! There ain't gonna be no problem, bitch! I ain't you alive! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Blokes of Wrestling. Unfortunately, here on uh, some uh, sad terms, but uh, we will get to that. Uh, I am joined here tonight, as always, by Soda. But we got a very special guest joining us today. Everybody, welcome back to Blokes of Wrestling. It is Della Common. How's it going, my man? How's it going, guys? Um, thanks for letting me jump on this. Um, yeah, oh, like you said it was a. It, yeah, it's very sad news, but uh, I definitely wanted to come on here and talk about yeah. the wonderful yeah. world, the one true sport of wrestling. <laughs> one true sport for sure. Uh, the the one true sports uh, entertainment. Yeah, I had an argument with a coworker about this this week. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, we uh, we are going to kick off the show tonight uh, on some on some sad on a bit of a sadder note. Um, but we de- we definitely wanted to. Pay our respects and give a tribute uh, to the late, great Jay Briscoe, who unfortunately passed away earlier this week, uh, Tuesday evening, I believe it was. Yep. Uh, hor- horrible, horrible tragedy, uh, car accident, head-on collision with uh, another driver. Um, the other driver, of course, was was killed. And um, to Jay's two... Uh, young kids uh, in critical condition in the hospital. I think uh, the most recent update on them, so we can ki- kind of start, uh, you know, not, not the worst of it, but it looks like uh, they operated on, I think it was the youngest one that uh, that required back surgery uh, so that she could hopefully walk again. And uh, it looks like she was feeling, fi- she had feeling in her feet and in her legs. So I think that's a, a pretty good sign that she's going to hopefully uh, get out of that. And then the other daughter was, um, was in critical condition, but I guess didn't have any like severe injuries. So, Oh, there's Man. been an update actually. There's been an update since, since yeah. that update. Yeah. Okay. I guess uh, Jay Lee, the nine-year-old has had pain on and off today. This is from the mom's uh, family friends, Facebook. Sorry. Right. Uh, she was fitted for her back brace and sat up on the side of the bed with assistance from staff. She was moved into a wheelchair for about an hour. Unfortunately, she still has an NG tube in place and is unable to eat or drink at this time. They are hopeful that tomorrow they can take the tube out so she can eat some real food. She's still on IV medications and spends most of her days sleeping. 
Greasy, 12, uh, the 12 year old, had a rough night with lots of tingling and itching in her lower legs. Today, she started the day with occupational therapy and she has regained feeling in her lower extremities. She's also able to make movements in her lower extremities. She was able to make small movements with her legs by using her thigh muscle. We are so grateful. She was in a, up in a wheelchair multiple times, which she enjoys. All of Gracie's IV medications have been discontinued at this time, but, and she has been switched over to oral. Ooh, uh, she's still groggy from all the medication, lots sleeping. So basically, they're doing all right, considering. Right. Yeah, like, right. Well, it was originally, and they, one of them, uh, the one that, uh, the latter one that you just said, um, they didn't have like before surgery. They didn't have any feeling in their legs, so yeah, there was right. that, that that constant fear that like, you know, hey, this this may be long term. She may never walk again. So yeah, that's great news. Especially like, after you know, seeing for, that video that was going around of her and Jay uh, preparing for that uh, dance competition. Yeah, yeah. You see yeah. videos of them like early quarantine going through the you know the rehearsals and everything, and it's just. Man, it's so heart heartbreaking because Jay was like, you know, they was one of those guys that I think everybody said like they, nobody ever really said a bad word about him. Like, mm. you know, despite the the one little controversy there with the social media stuff, which he had been on record apologizing profusely for, and actually turned it into something that helped to better him as a person mm. and became an ally eventually to like the LGBTQ community. And just somebody that is, you know, you, you kind of get this feeling that he was a true family man and always put his family first and really cared about the ones that he loved and the people that he worked with. And you always just hear that from everybody, how incredible the Briscoes were in the ring and, you know, when they would work and how professional they were and how they would always come up to these guys after the matches and like, do shots with them and like, you know, give them high fives and hugs and everything. And just like these locker room leaders and really the heart and soul of ring of honor. If you think about it for, for many, many, many years, 13 time ring of honor champions. I don't think that that record should ever be broken now, uh, nor do I think it will. And uh, it's just a, a real, real shame and a, a huge loss for professional wrestling for the community. And, you know, given that these guys had one of the best years of their career last year, yeah, all the, the, that's the, the matches that they wrestled with FTR and two of the, actually three of the greatest tag team wrestling matches that I've ever seen. And uh, it's just uh, such a bummer, man. It's just such a bummer. Um, but uh, yeah, we can, uh, we'll, we'll go to you next. So to, you'll, if you want to share I am a recent uh, convert to the Briscoes. Uh, my wrestling education, for the most part, has been primarily WWE up until you know, quarantine and some of that. But F the FTR feud is what pretty much got me to these guys. And uh, after Jay passed, I made a playlist on, uh, on YouTube, and I actually did watch two matches. I went back and watched the Boston Street Fight and Ladder Wars against Stenerico. And holy crap, yeah. man. Watching yeah. those is like, yeah, I, 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 I get it. I get, I get the mystique, and uh, it yeah. really bums me out now that I wasn't able to be a part of it in uh, in real time. That I came to them very, very late. Um, but it's pretty cool that, it, from a wrestling standpoint, that his last match was a double dog collar match, like. A legend. It's gonna match. It's gonna go down. It was gonna go down in infamy before, but now it's gonna 
reach a new legendary status because of the unfortunate passings. But uh, it's nice to see the wrestling world get together and uh, mourn. As they mentioned it again on Raw tonight, Michael Cole talked about it and talked about pretty much said that they are arguably one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And you never hear WWE say anything like that. So that just shows you the impact of these guys. Um, yeah, it sounds like he's going to leave a giant, giant, giant hole in the wrestling industry, and it's unfortunate, but that's life. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so my relationship with the Briscoes actually um, goes back to probably around 2004, 2005, I want to believe. Like, it was that early run of ROH. Like, I just happened to... uh, when I was in college, I just happened to stumble across. I saw a crazy, I saw a crazy, uh, I believe it was when Teddy Hart did that crazy, that match where he became like the legendary asshole of ring of honor, where he got up on top and did a bunch of flips off of this cage, trying to get himself over. And I saw this match and I'm like, this is, this promotion's crazy. Let me check it out. And then the Briscoes popped up and, uh, and I don't know if it was like originally in the timeline, but instantly became a fan. Okay, here's these guys who they look like the scariest dude you will ever meet in your life. Like they look like they will legitimately mess you up. Mm-hmm. And so I started watching them. And you know, one thing about like when I when he passed away, I realized was he's not that much older than me. He's like a year and a half older than me. He's three so years when, older than me. Thirty eight. Yeah. Eighty five. Yeah. So like, oh well, yeah. Then he's like a year older than me. So. Yeah. He was doing all of this, uh, you know, laying the groundwork for Ring of Honor's tag team back when, I mean, I just can't imagine, like, you know, when I found out that he was that young, I was like, holy shit, I've seen this guy 20 years, about 20 years of, like, my life, I've seen him, you know, wrestle. So, I have been a a fan of the Briscoes forever, and what really bummed me out, not just, you know, Bums me out that everybody's lost a clearly a, a good one in the in the wrestling business. They've lost a friend. They've lost. Uh, you saw Kevin um, Owens and Sami Zayn essentially say, "We legit would not be anywhere without that match that you." Yeah, yeah. I mean that's what put them over the top. And those were the know, two matches that I had to go and see first because those were the matches I had I had heard the most about were those yeah. those matches. I'm just gonna go and find that cage match. Yeah, I can't remember. Where I mean, hopefully, when Honor Club is really up and going, you'll be able to easily find that. Mm. Um, so I was, you know, Jay was my guy to me, and I kind of talked about this uh off air with Dagan like a couple days ago when I I, I asked to be on because I was like, I want to talk about Jay Briscoe because to me, um, one of the things that's a loss is what could have been. I think he is unfortunately, um, as much as the Briscoes, like everybody's talking about the Briscoes as a tag team, and yes, they are a great tag team. Him and Mark are just insanely good. But I think it's very underrated his run as champion in Ring of Honor. Singles push, it, yeah. It, it was amazing to me. Like, Jay, there's certain wrestlers, and especially um, that are currently out now, but they've kind of been there. Like, your Eddie Kingston's, your. Um, your John Moxley's like when they cut a promo, it's believable. You believe it's from them. And um, you played a little bit of the clip of one of his promos. 
and Jay had from the Adam Cole feud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Jay had the best authentic promo in all of wrestling. Like better than Eddie Kingston, better than Moxley. And to me, when I was watching that singles run, I thought this really, if they're really, you know, if he was given the opportunity, he would have been to me the the, the second coming to Stone Cold. That's oh. the guy that should have been. Um, that's just how I felt. Like um that's high praise. Yeah, because like I can't I can't express how much I I loved Jay Briscoe like as a uh professional wrestler. And kind of what you alluded to the controversies and stuff, like I also thought to myself, this guy has been uh like I said, he's my age, he's coming up and he's learning that he our generation learned the hard lessons of emerging onto the internet. Uh, we, you know, Gen Z and stuff like that. They, they've already had it. They've, you know, social media has been around since they we were, grew up in it. Yeah. yeah we had to born. adapt to it. We kind of had to do it on the fly. And yeah. so a lot of people are getting hit with their imperfections. And one of the things was most telling is, you know, it sucks that, I mean, there's a lot of heat right now for Warner brothers. If anybody's not aware, um, Warner brothers pretty much once, um, Tony acquired, um, Ring of Honor, pretty much said we are, we won't have the Briscoes on. They were never on an episode of Dynamite. Yeah. They were alluded to, I think, in the, the FTR feud. Um, the the second one, all it was was them saying you're going to have face the Briscoes again. They were never you know allowed of, to that because but of this. They're tweet. like edited out of the the video packages from the FTR match. Like it's so dumb. Yeah, it's like that's Chris Benoit level stuff. Yeah, you know, cutting yeah. people out and then acting like they don't exist over a tweet and one of the most telling things is that you saw like what effie wrote about jay briscoe yeah like jay briscoe yeah he profusely apologized but he also did the work without trumpeting it and i think it's a double-edged sword mm -hmm. um he did the work to better himself and to be a better person behind the scenes and didn't promote it because he was a stand-up guy so it it just seems like it's all of this is bumming me out as what could have been. Yeah. What could have been like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, we would have said the same thing about Eddie Kingston if he didn't show up during that um, open challenge with Cody Rhodes. Mm. Like everybody who paid attention to independent wrestling knew that Eddie Kingston was the man. You get him on a mic. He's going to, you know, he's going to sell tickets. He's going to walk them into the, the arena. Uh, so I think with Jay, that was, kind of how I felt it was a lot of wasted opportunity like as great as they were as a um and you know it's no fault well I mean it's no fault to him it, to me um I think enough time has passed and he kind of uh, he owned up to his flaws and his mistakes and grew from yeah. it like what you're supposed to do um it's not like he's one of those who got called out and then doubled down and then decided and, to right. you know what some of those guys, some of those veterans in the AEW locker, might guarantee you have done worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jay Lethal. We can go into that. I yeah, mean, Jay Lethal is a perfect example. Jericho's and... done some dumb shit too. Yeah. Well, I mean, but the thing is, like, everybody. I'm not talking recently, I've, I've been from the stories from his books. <laughs> the thing is, like, everybody's made mistakes, and yeah. you know, the idea is that if you, you learn from that and better yourself then that's that's really what we should all strive for and that seems to be exactly what jay did 
And it's just, it's a shame. It's unfortunate, as you, as you mentioned, that like they never were, they're never going to ever see them as AW tag champions, you know, like they, they are those guys that like, oh man, that up there with like the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks and these guys, mm-hmm. oh man, they should absolutely have a run with those AW titles at some point. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just too bad that some of these corporate, you know, big wigs and then, and then even, even more so how, how horrible it is that they like blocked any kind of tribute show from happening. Like they wanted to do right. a full on but thing, like the what they did with Brody Lee. Thing, yeah, the they were, they were forced to take they were forced to tape a Ring of Honor special that's just going to air on YouTube, which will be great. But like, Jay is definitely equal along those same lines with Brody, where it's like he deserves his own kind of tri- full tribute show. Okay, everything they were going to do this week, they could move to next week and just bump everything and do a tribute show for Jay. But no, Warner Brothers not having it. So here's where the hypocrisy comes Here's where the hypocrisy comes in, though. It's that right after Dynamite was this slap fight thing that AEW had to promote, and which is basically a walking concussion show. And it's just like you're okay with that, but you're and with you know what happened with Dana White. He had a domestic, yeah, yeah, Yeah. domestic violence thing that happened with Dana White like a week or two. All they did was delay it a week. Yeah, exactly. It's got nothing to do with. uh, yeah. With uh, common sense, it's all money, and it's like it, somebody brought up the uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I I want to try to kind of shift this. And I I don't want to like stay on some of the negatives of this. I I would kind of uh, yeah. rather move towards talking, so kind of more of the celebrating of yeah. of Jay and everything. And uh, yeah. one of the memories that I was going to share is I I was lucky enough to see the Briscoes wrestle a couple times. Uh, they were at the Madison Square Garden show in 2019, the Ring of Honor New Japan. Um, that infamous Supercard match. Show. Yeah, uh, they yeah. they were in a match that had had a bit of controversy attached to it. With uh, they did an a, like a an angle afterwards, but it was almost a dark angle. They they like they didn't even pay attention to it. Where uh, Enzo and Cass hijacked oh, yeah. the show, and uh, I believe the Briscoes were a couple of the guys that were out there trying to fend these guys off from Ring of Honor and. I think a couple people didn't really weren't in, informed of what was going on and actually like really tried to go after Enzo and Cass. And I'm trying to remember if the Briscoes was one of them, but like, yeah, there the the match itself I think unfortunately got overshadowed a bit by that. But I was also uh, able to see them wrestle in Impact Wrestling uh, earlier in uh, in April of last year, and uh, they weren't at the pay per view, but they were at the tapings the next night. They were advertised for that. But yet still, everybody knew they were coming, and they easily got like the loudest pop of the night when they when the, their music hit. Uh, and they are just they're they're two guys that can absolutely doesn't matter if it's twenty thousand people at Madison Square Garden or one hundred and fifty people at an Impact show. They can get that place that one hundred and fifty people sounding like twenty thousand at MSG. You know, just by the way that they're able to fire up the crowd and. Going all around, and, and uh, I, I got to a high-five Jay or high-five Mark at one point, and uh, they were just going around and getting everybody pumped up. And uh, uh, me and Tyler had, like, right on the rail for it. Um, so that was really – that was, like, an up-close personal experience that I got to have with, with Jay and Mark. Um, 
just a few months ago and it's just like it's crazy how things can change so fast and it's like oh man that was so great and now i'm never going to be able to see him wrestle again it's just it's so sad but yeah it's a, it's a lesson we never wrestling and just people in general never learn like this goes back to magnum ta when magnum ta got in that car accident and was on you know luckily he was able to recover and live the, a mm-hmm. full life but he just never you know it's it's happened over and over and over again on wrestling and like i said the, my thing was like i just he, this i think with the proper opportunity he could have been i'm like one of the all-time greats really and it's a shame that yeah you know this is taken away and that he never got that but what he left is i mean ring of honor kind of gave the foundation of what is going on in AEW today, all that stuff. And look at this tag team explosion that we have had in the past five years, five, ten years. Briscoes were there the whole time laying that foundation down. And before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to think um, where tag team wrestling would be without, like, somebody like the Briscoes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, they've the you know on uh, looking on the positives they they've left an incredible archive of incredible uh, tag team yeah. wrestling matches that you can watch you know and uh you know that's that's a good thing i was like you know david crosby passed away as well mm. this this week and it's like the same thing it's like he left behind such a massive library of incredible art you know basically and same thing with the briscoes and and yeah i do think that he if he was able to, you know, be on TV and give that run, that he could have been the next like real big star, yeah. and uh, and and I think you you put it right there uh, that uh, he is because he was so real, you know, and like those promos that he would cut, it was just like him on his chicken farm, yeah. you know, and, and it's just there's something so pure about that. But relatable. yeah, go ahead, Zoda. Relatable. They were relatable. Yeah. relatable. yeah. Even though yeah. I thought, who are these guys from Alabama? And then I found out they're chicken farmers from Delaware. Delaware. <laughs> so, it was like, yeah. does that accent come from? Like, I've met people from Delaware. <laughs> None of them sound like they're like <laughs> Mississippi rednecks. But, but. Uh, yeah, Delaware, you got any final thoughts on the Jay Briscoe stuff before we move on to our next topic? No, I just was just, you know, when I was talking to you, I was like, I, I really would like to come on and talk about it because I think that as much as people are praising him and going on right there, like I wish soda, you would have had the opportunity to watch them in WWE and AEW. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it was one of the, like, new day. Oh, so oh yeah. Yeah. we never got that. Any, anything like they will, I watched them. Oh, I can't remember. It may have been impact. They are like, it was an impact or something else. They were, they faced an awful tag team. And I remember watching it. And I'd seen that tag team previously before. And then I'm, I'm watching was, them with the Was this the match that I was at that I was just talking about with Heath and Rhino? Was it Heath yeah. and Rhino? Yeah. Yes. Carried, the match I was talking they carried. about. Yeah, they carried that match. Like, Rhino is, I mean, he's been around oh. forever. <laughs> Heath Slater has never really been, you know, nobody's, he's not lighting the world up with his work. Yeah. <laughs> and that match, like, the Briscoes made it, like, thrilling. So yeah, that's they had an awesome lot. match with Heath and Rhino. Like, who? How's that possible? 
<laughs> so yeah, that's that was just my thoughts, and I just wanted to make sure I came in here and talked about it because I, I he really was one of my favorite wrestlers of this 10, 20 years. Wow! Oh yeah, like really Bridget, top top Bridget 10. Goes- Top five tag teams of all time, if not top two for me, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, we got Vermont Mike here in the chat saying, watching uh, Jamin. Yeah, his real name was Jamin, and his daughter. Yeah, I was wondering how that, how that was pronounced. It was James, I was like, is it Jamin? Jamin? Like, I think it's Jamin. Yeah. yeah, it's a very, very unique name for sure. And uh, yeah, we, we'll unique, have some yeah. Uh, we'll have some wrestling trivia updates with Mike here. Uh, coming up in the coming weeks so stay tuned for that everybody um but yeah so any other final thoughts on on jay or the briscoes before we move on yeah it's just a massive bummer to to hear like just how the whole town that he uh where he lives is is in mourning it's just my heart goes out to the man it just just sucks they close the schools and everything in the district yeah jamin it's 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 true the saying the good die young yeah. And uh Vermont Mike also saying the Briscoes were what the Bushwhackers should have been. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah with like, the uh, like cheap back in yeah, yeah. Uh, backwards yeah. uh, guys that just kick ass. They you know? go into yeah. that in one of the episodes of Tales from the Territories, and it's just wild to see the footage of them with hair and just the <laughs> bad guys with like, oh, it's just so weird. Yeah, yeah. used to them yeah. being the clowns that you know yeah. the W I mean, hey, get your money, but yeah, Sheepers. Yeah, oh, did. if we would have had that, like, been able to see that in that, like, their prime era. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. can you, no, could you imagine Oli, uh, Tully and Arn versus the Briscoes? This version of the Briscoes? Oh, man. There's some, some dream dream matches to play in the like, video the game. Foundation. Yeah, Brett and Owen versus the Briscoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I just imagine the look on Arn's face when. Mark does his kung fu crap where he does the <laughs> yeah. brain. Like, yeah. I just, like, Arn would close like a champ. Or he would yeah. sell it like a champ. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But definitely. Um, but yeah, guys, leave your thoughts on Jay Briscoe in the chat. Uh, if you're watching this on replay, uh, we'd really appreciate it. And yeah, so thoughts and uh, prayers if, if you get into that kind of thing to, uh, to his family, of course. Gotta feel for his family oh, at the time. Go just... send go out there. There is a go yeah. thing out there somewhere. Yeah, I think the last time it. I checked, they they raised like almost a quarter of a million dollars, yeah. which is insane. Well, who is it? Ke- the um, uh, Kevin Owens and his family donated ten grand. Jericho yep. donated the ten grand. Each did ten grand. Donated ten grand. There was a, there yeah. was a and lot. Not, and I mean, you can't even you know, you can't even imagine what Tony Khan's going to do. I, I mean, behind oh, the scenes, like the whole funeral. Yeah, because I mean, look at what he pretty much. He'll send those kids to college if he if he's able to. You yeah, know? Okay. same with and Brody's kids. Is the best medical care to to help them. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. But there you go, everybody. Unfortunate that we had had to do this, but I think uh, definitely some some good talks as well. Um, but let let's let's move on to some uh, uh, uh shift the show here and talk about this. We had had an update. From Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer, who said that he heard from people close to WWE uh, that The Rock is claimed, and we're asking the question here, uh, will The Rock appear at WrestleMania? It seems like the booking plans for a while have been for Rock and Roman, probably night one of WrestleMania. 
And uh, the report is that uh, he doesn't think he's going to have enough time to get in shape. And uh, let me repeat that, everybody. The Rock (laughs) doesn't think he he has the time to get in shape uh, before April. Uh, you know that's not what he that's means. Just, you know, uh, earlier uh, this this month. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think he might be working us here, guys. What do you think? Well, yeah, I don't think he means physical shape. I think he means ring shape. That's two different okay, things. Sure. Remember, he I is fifty ish, and he He's also hurt himself range. pretty badly whenever the last match. The was last time. Yeah. Yeah, so. which was at yeah. this point nine years ago. Yeah. Oh man, really? Yeah, uh, WrestleMania 29. This is uh, going to be 38 this year. 38 or Jesus Christ. I know, right? Yeah, I forget that like, it's like a year before I was born is when WrestleMania oh, like yeah. popped off. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Born in the year of, uh, of our Lord, uh, WrestleMania 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, so, the year of our Andre Lord. Yeah. The year of our Andre. The year of our, Hulk, our, the year of our Hulkster ascending up to the status of immortality. <laughs> Only to fall. So, up in the air, whether or not The Rock appears at WrestleMania, it seems like he might be available for some stuff in the future. Mm-hmm. If this report is to be believed, maybe SummerSlam, maybe a Saudi Arabia show. Uh, the, the new owners of WWE. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, that, was a, that was a that was a fun twenty four hour. I know I wasn't oh on the show. God, yeah. like, that. that was a fun twenty four hours that was going on, and I thought Sean Ross Sapp. I think Sean Ross Sapp was so. I thought he was going to have a heart attack at one he, point. Yeah. Didn't he get high on air? <laughs> like, he did. He, he was like, he yeah. on his show. He was just like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, I got a question. Um, it may be my, like, I mean, dig in and you know this. I'm not WWE anything anymore. I, I yeah. checked out long time ago. I don't care if Triple H has the greatest booking ever. Like I am, I'm done with them. And so, so I'm of the belief, but does anybody really actually care about the rock? About the rock? Well, in, in, I would, you know what, if I'm being honest, I don't think so. Like, I mean, in terms of like people like us, not really, like I'm personally don't care. I, I would be more interested in the match if it wasn't for the title. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. think the title plays into it because yeah. I feel like the moment that we're all waiting for that we're kind of more hyped for is Cody potentially mm-hmm. winning the belt at WrestleMania. And that would be the thing that I would be interested in. And it would almost be like, well, the rock doesn't matter. Even if it's maybe for the other belt, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think that the idea was they were going to break up the belts. So maybe Cody wrestles for the, the world title and the rock wrestles for the universal title but I don't. I I agree with you. I don't think that that match needs to be for the title. I think it's a big enough match on its own. And yeah. I also don't know about Roman wrestling both nights of WrestleMania. I think that the bigger moment would be if it's just him and Cody on night two. Yeah. Again, it doesn't have to be for both the belts. It can be for just the world title. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I I am not like chomping at the bit for rock and reigns. Um, mm. I think it would be a great like SummerSlam match, but I don't know if I need to see it at this, this WrestleMania. I mean, you know, booking aside, I think it's like the clock is ticking on when Vince comes back and who knows if mm. that's like, 
I, I'm worried that an hour before really WrestleMania, sure. he's going to make his change his mind last minute and be like, no, Roman's going over Cody. You know, that's that we have to factor that into the equation now. However, I, I feel like this Cody thing has been the plan for, for a while, and that's what I'm more interested in over The Rock. That's kind of what I would say. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what lured him back. Yeah, so we'll see. I think this is this is definitely a wait and see. He could be working us, could be, could maybe make an appearance later on down the line. I'm not, you know, as I said, clamoring for it, but. It's it wrestling put in the, that I've never seen yeah. ever. Mike put in the chat, I'm only watching for Sammy. That's another factor that we haven't really, we didn't talk about. Is yeah. You have what is going on with Sammy Zayn. Like that's way more interesting. Know, I, I say yeah. that I don't watch WWE, but I would lie and say I watch clips of Sammy Zayn segments. Like oh, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Okay, no, okay, you know, I kind of have to if you're a wrestling yeah. fan. Yeah. And and they forwarded that tonight with <clears throat> Roman pretty much shunning him. Yeah. <clears throat> and and I honestly think the direction there is probably gonna be uh Sammy and Kevin beating the Usos for the tag yeah. titles. But I don't, I don't know. There's other people that are saying like Sammy should be the one to beat Roman, but no, man, I, I feel I still got to be Cody. It's got to be like, that's, yeah. that's, I think part of the whole reason of him going back was to win that title, be the guy to beat he, Roman. But. I think, it, I mean, he pretty much up and admitted it. Like that's the only reason why yeah. he came back is because it's the one thing he, you know, he's big into legacy. Um, he kind of pigeonholed himself in AEW with the, the never be able to win the title. Yeah. Yeah, it was super weird. And then he had that string of like, what? Why is why is there's there's AEW and then there's the Cody show? Yeah, <laughs> just, the Cody different, different wrestlers, yeah. like different. Like, oh, okay, it was sports yeah, entertainment um, for the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah, it yeah. is. It was yeah. like, what? What is this thing from WWE doing on yeah. AEW? And not, I think just yeah, brought him to the dance of you know reinventing himself. Right. You know, this wasn't this wasn't Bullet Club. The list. No, this is like of, a new. This is the American Nightmare Cody, like the yeah. the kind of the new the superhero Cody type of thing, and it just didn't fit at all with like AW what they were doing at the time. Mm -hmm. But yet, it's like he didn't change a thing, and he went over to WWE. Yeah. The exact same gimmick, and it was well. great. And yeah. it's so over. So like, it's there you go. Yeah, but, and then he yeah. played into this that you know, and then he had the torn peck hell in a cell match. Yeah. That just shot him into legendary status right there. Yeah, in WWE just, for sure. If it wasn't like yeah. I think that the dog collar match with uh Brody Lee. Yeah, and the I, I would throw in the final ladder, the final match with Sammy, that ladder match. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think those three kind of he kind of definitely solidified. Like nobody is going to be able to charge wwe of you know oh they're shoving cody Rhodes down our throats and right. it's not deserved and all that stuff like you can't have that argument like the guy is weird. it's weird because it just feels right with cody there hmm. like it it's it's not it's it's like it so easily could feel like i'm shoving it down shoving down our throats like it was with like cena or some or earlier with Roman. Yeah. but it just feels like oh this this is just meant to be with, mm. Here with Cody, so it's the instance of like he literally did what he set out to do. He reinvented himself to what he wanted to be, and they brought him back, and he's a star. Yeah, definitely. That, but, that was um, the, yeah, there. The, so, oh, go ahead. No, no, I, I I was gonna try to move to move on, but yeah, you can if you have any final thoughts. I on was this. 
yeah, I was just going to point out that was one of the things that I was watching. I was watching the Fright Fightful Awards and they were talking about like, I think what Vince McMahon retiring one like biggest story of the year. And they were mm -hmm. talking about how crazy the year was. And oh, here yeah. to think at the beginning of the year, we thought the biggest <laughs> news was going to be Cody leaving and go show right. up to WrestleMania. And that's not even yeah. like you forget that that was last year. That was literally <laughs> right. the iceberg. So, it, so, that's, so that's if the tip of the 2023 iceberg is Vince McMahon returning to WWE, what in the hell are we in store for this year, guys? <laughs> signing with AEW. Yeah, something like it just—it's going to be a wacky year. You know, if I, I could see it, if Vince were to somehow muscle his way back into creative, I could see Triple H quitting. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, any of you listen to the uh, interview with Bill Simmons and Nick Khan? I uh, um yeah, Diggin sent me a clip of it. No, no, sorry, my friend Dustin sent me a clip of it. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I, <laughs> I haven't I seen like, any no, of it. I've read some, yeah, I've read no. some quotes, but I haven't watched any of it. Yeah, yet. I listened to a little bit of it. It's all right, but he sounds like I, yeah, in the face. Yeah, he just <laughs> he could have chose his words differently when he was talking about the whole that's a man situation. Like I understand he had to tell a corporate line as a CEO yeah. and kind of tiptoe and do corporate speak, but it came off very cold and very like, Oh, it's a nuisance, but it, we yeah. won't be. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, spe speaking of things that uh, WWE shunned off as nuisances, they had the, uh, the Brian, at Br uh, the wrestling observer live predictions show today. And uh, I was one of the first people to get mine in and my prediction for 2023 out of all the crazy things that could happen, is Mandy Rose signing with Impact Wrestling and winning the Knockouts uh, title, which is like sounds crazy, but it's something that totally could happen. So mm. that's a very uh, impact thing to do. Like that's yeah. it's a, it's not, it's more crazy if she agrees to it, not that if right. Impact would agree to it. Like they oh, they do it at a heartbeat. She would just do it if she like had nothing better to do because I think she's doing just fine for herself with the talk about someone who turned it around in a big yeah fight. yeah My I Lord. mean she multi millionaire now just telling no I'm just talking about like in the wrestling know. business in general she could because before she, she was meh and then she goes to NXT and it's like what the hell happened like <laughs> which went off well I mean they leaned heavily into the sexual nature of like yeah yeah. Toxic even attraction. in ring, too. Even in ring, she actually got better. I, but she was the promise that you saw, like, you know, that weird season, that last season of Tough Enough. Mm. Like, she should have clearly won the women's one. Like, she, hands in, a, like, far away was the standout to me. Um, her and, um, what's her name? Oh, I didn't watch. Rock she does. No, 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 her friend that owns the donut shop with her. Oh, Sonia Deville. Yeah, that, yeah, those, Thank two, you. those two to me yeah. were the, yeah. the, the standouts of Tough Enough. So, you know, glad right. she got the bag and she got the bag without really having to do anything. I mean, I saw what they were said was risque, and I'm like, you used to do that on the regular on your own no. magazines <laughs> back in the 90s. You Only sterilized corporate, like saying no more. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. That was like you that I mean, how many times did you see Deborah or Sable or any of them have? Well, like I said, so, only 98, Sable with the handprints. <laughs> yeah. 
So I, I, I will say we spent too much time on this already, but if, if Mandy <laughs> Rose does end up in impact wrestling, put her in a ring with Lance storm and like her matches I heard were not very good on like NXT or whatever. And she never really showed much, much side of improvement, but I'm telling you, Get her in the ring with Lance Storm, and you could get some pretty good Mandy Rose matches, uh, especially with the roster that Impact has. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's move on here and talk about uh, Dynamite and Rampage this week. Uh, we had Dynamite who's emanating out of lovely Fresno, California, and uh, kicked off with Orange Cassidy taking on Jay Lethal for his All Atlantic title. And uh, this is this had some weird like stipulation thing where the uh, Jay Lethal's group couldn't interfere or or make any contact, and if that were to happen, he would have gotten fired. But then like the match ended, and they were still like, no, don't touch any anybody because but but wait, the match is over. So I don't know this. I heard a lot of people complaining about this that this felt like very much like a WWE type of segment or type of match. Uh, definitely some comedy bits in there with Dan House and everything, but I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was a fun opener, uh, yeah. but it was a little confusing with when it came to like some of the booking. Yeah. I, what was it? Alvarez yeah. said that he goes like in this situation, I defer to the, the crowd and if the crowd had a good time, that's kind of like my viewpoint of it with, I mean, yeah. it was fine. <laughs> like it's, I, I, I understand we're passionate as fans. I, you guys, I've had many discussions with you guys where I'm just like, you know, going off on this sort of stuff, but at the end of the day, it's fucking wrestling. It will it's be pro okay. wrestling, guys. Really, if you don't like it doesn't mean someone else doesn't, right? <laughs> exactly. And, 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 like, yeah, it, it it did feel to me like it was a little little too much overbooking, but uh, it was well, an interesting but... stipulation having Sanjay Dutt be the one to get potentially fired if someone interfered because he had to give up his uh, license. I did like how he was yelling at him. Stop! You're gonna get me fired. Was, yeah, funny. <laughs> But, yeah, Jared, uh, Jared's revival in like a national stage has been mixed. It's been great. It it's actually been has. Yeah. Like I, it's been great I, I for me. That, I hate that I love it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, That's right. <laughs> I shouldn't like this as much as I do because all that horrible stuff in TNA back then, baby. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, we also had Top Flight taking on the Young Bucks. And uh, this match was pretty damn good. It got really good towards the end. And uh, the the Bucks had top flight in a position where they went to hit the BTE trigger, but uh, they wiggled out of it and uh, collided their knees together. And then uh, there was Darius got the roll-up victory. And mm -hmm. uh, what some people were calling a surprise, up, at least on commentary, surprise upset. Top flight finally getting a win over the Young Bucks. This was the third match that they've had together. But uh, it actually made a lot of sense, and Brian Alvarez was actually booking this beforehand on like the the Wednesday show or whatever. He was saying yeah. Young Bucks should get a win because then that would set up a match with Top Flight and probably like AR Fox against the Elite mm -hmm. for the trios titles, where yeah. they don't necessarily have to win the titles, but Top Flight always has that win over the Young Bucks in their back pocket that they can call out like later on. So the booking around this, I thought. Made all the sense in the world, and uh, it's, it was definitely man. The the crowd absolutely lost it, like huge pop when Top Flight got the uh, you know the upset victory here. But yeah, this was great. I love this. Uh, yeah, fun and fun tributes to uh, the Briscoes in here with the Doomsday Device and, and stuff yeah. like that. And it was, it they also was, had a, yeah. all the armbands on. Yeah. That, was, that was really good too. 
Yeah. I, um, apparently, uh, war. I always want to call them war machines, but it's uh, the Viking Raiders. The Viking Raiders had it on today as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they had the Dem boys uh, bracelets yeah. on SmackDown or armbands, yeah. up bracelets, armbands. But yeah, I just, I just uh, hope they actually do something with this and not turn it into a private party situation. Because you look at mm, where private party yeah. was when they were in that tag tournament and they beat the Young Bucks, and it seemed like the sky's the limit, and you never see them on. I mean, they're, they're uh, mid might as well be missing. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. So, feuding with Matt Hardy and uh, the that all thing with Ethan Page on Dark, like they're 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 in Dark feuds, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we then had the uh, Ass Boys coming out for promo. They called out the acclaimed, hmm. uh, and uh, they come out and do their do their rap, which uh, they try to interrupt, but then uh, the Ass Boys do it anyway. Yeah. There's a couple pretty good lines in there before uh, Daddy Ass himself comes out, and uh, man, like I, I, some of the fight, the fight TV was having a little bit of audio issues, but we got to this point, you could hear all sorts of swearing going on. Like there, there was some stuff that got bleeped out, including Caster's line about bullshit. Uh, but uh, of course, fight TV is like a totally uncensored. And then when when Billy Ass came or <laughs> Billy Ass, I like to call him <laughs> when he came when he came out, uh, there there was some. He he was swearing at hey, you fucking idiots like at his own kids and everything. Two words for you: family therapy. Family therapy. So we're getting a family therapy segment uh, next week on Monday Night Raw. I mean AW Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was like I'm. Uh, I thought we were done with this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I thought that, and then like you know. They did the weird thing with like the the FTR. Like I I don't I don't know about like. Well, yeah, that that was just done so FTR could get some well earned rest. Like they're taking I think a couple months yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like it's just I thought we were done with this. Can we move on? There's so many tag teams, mm. you know, that you could in AEW. Why are we circling back to this? <laughs> like I don't know. The Ass Boys have uh, X Pac heat with me. Just go. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I get yeah, that. I get that. Um, they're, they're there to get heat, guys. Absolutely, there to get heat. Should I play the clip? Oh yeah, yeah I'm gonna play the clip here. So you want more heat? More okay. heat, yes. More heat, mate. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get more heat uh, on the ass boys. But there we go. We got a family therapy. I don't know what the heck's going on with this family therapy thing, but we will find out next week. Uh, I did have an idea to have... make this great. I'll, I'll make okay. it really quick. They should have okay. done a backstage segment after that where Billy Gunn comes up and walks to da Brian Danielson and says, do you still have the number? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can get him. Like, yeah, I'll give you his number. And it's Dr. Shelby from... I, I heard some people say Dr. Shelby should show yeah, up. But like, that would have yeah. been a perfect way to set that up if you were <laughs> going to do something. And then I would have been interested. So, yeah, that yeah. was my idea. We got our buddy Matt Munoz in the chat. What's going on, Matt? Good to no. see you. Uh, yeah, so we also had Renee interviewing Hangman backstage, the, the wife of the man that he's been feuding with here for a bit. And uh, interestingly enough, I think a lot of this promo was to set up teases because Hangman says he's got some some fences he's got to mend and some apologies that he's, he's been waiting a while to make. And yeah. uh, I, they've been teasing this for a while. They they were kind of teasing it before all the uh, madness went down at All Out. But um, I think we're headed towards a full on elite reunion 
with Hangman Page and the Young Bucks um, especially. But I'm going to take it a step further. I was fantasy booking in my head, and I could see a blood and guts, blood and guts match featuring the team of Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Hangman Adam Page, and Uber Babyface Adam Cole against the Jericho Appreciation Society. Ooh, so the uh, What's that? The true elite. The true elite, yeah. Yeah. I like so, that. I don't know. Uh, what do you think there, Keith? Do you think that they're going to reunite the elite at some point this year? I mean, it's well past time. They really should have done it instead of the, the continuation of the Dark Order stuff that went nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, after, you know, I think that 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 union peaked when they did the um, entrance where they were all in the, they did all the lights and stuff. Do you guys remember that when? Yes. Yeah, like, I think it peaked at that one. Um, where they all had like the cowboy gear on. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but, um, yeah, like it would be, it'd be nice. It'd be interesting to see how they do it. I think there was too many missed opportunities, but yeah, it's, you got to do something. What is Hangman going to do? You know, Moxley's on his vacation, hopefully. Well earned, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, and which, which is weird. Like he's on vacation, but his wife is like, she now works for the company. So she can't just yeah. disappear. As right. Well, he's, he's home taking care of the kid. Yeah, he's watching the kid. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> So yeah, like you got to do something with Hangman while if you're not going to be able to continue this into yeah. the next, yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. I, I like it. I like it. I, he's uh, so good. To... Like yeah, that, the nuances. Like you don't mm-hmm. ever get nuances in wrestling like usually, and he that was oh. like full on. I, so, okay, sorry. Definitely. Uh, we also had Ricky Starks taking on Jake Hager. With his hat and yeah. Chris Jericho. That was what the, the graphic said when he came out, which was hilarious. But yeah, got the other JAS guys out there. All, he has to avoid all sorts of interference, but finally gets the win over Hager. Uh, taunting him with the hat a couple times there. I love the, the Jake Hager hat thing. It's, it's just <laughs> so funny. Yeah, who knew that someone like that could get a, a hat over? It's wild. Yeah. And I love this. I love how after he gets the win, that all the, the heels try to jump him, but he just takes off into the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was really good. Yeah, you don't want uh, to mask baby faces. That's the problem with WWE. Right, yeah, exactly. I, I love that, that in AEW, the baby faces most of the time outsmart the heels. It's, mm-hmm. it's the way that it, it should be booked, damn it. Exactly. <laughs> we also uh, then followed that up later with Jericho backstage where he's all pissed off. And uh, they do an interesting angle, which we'll we'll talk about how this was concluded on Rampage here in a minute. But basically, Jericho says, "All right, we're going to take on Starks and Action Andretti next week in a tag match." And he proposes that Sammy Guevara be the tag partner. But then Daniel Garcia steps in. He says, "No, no, no! I w- I want a shot. Uh, uh, I got got Andretti on Rampage, and I, I want a shot at this." So Jericho says, "Okay, if you could beat Action Andretti on Friday." Uh, it'll be Garcia Co. taking on Starks and Andretti, and if not, it'll be Guevara and Jericho. So we'll talk about whatever the hell they call themselves. The sex gods. So we'll talk about how that is wrapped up here in a bit. Um, But then we had an awesome, awesome fucking match. Brian Danielson taking on Bandito. 
And this spoilers, man, ma easily match of the week for me. Me too. This These was guys, my favorite whole match. Holy crap. <laughs> Beat the ever-loving piss out of each other. This, this was a, one of those matches that's like almost your perfect balance of pro wrestling where you have some of the lucha stuff in there you have some of the the mat based you know kind of grappling stuff that yep. Danielson's really good yeah, you got the striking got the some of the strong style stuff in there this was so evenly balanced and so well worked and the way that it built and the crowd and how into it they were and how into bandito mm -hmm. they were especially uh, i know alvarez was complaining about oh danielson's been facing these guys and the other guys are getting way more cheered than danielson yeah, that's what Danielson's always wanted to do. That's his thing. He's like, he wants to put other these other guys over. So I absolutely love this. This was the highlight of the week for me so far. Just an awesome fucking pro wrestling match. No, I agree. This, like I said, my reaction, I was mouth agape the whole match. Like the the, the core strength of those guys is ridiculous. Yeah, like, commentary oh was God. putting that over how strong Bandito yeah. is. Like, like he doesn't oh, look oh, yeah. like it, but like much. But yeah. this guy can lift a you know freaking great collie over his head if he wanted to. Yeah, it, so. it, it was an amazing display of wrestling in that match. Like I'm with you, easily match of the week. Easy. Um, yeah. I'm so happy he's in AEW. Um, I'm gonna pull a flex. I don't. I think I've probably done that to you guys. I went to All In. No, uh, never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went to All In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the greatest show I've ever been to. Like, I, oh, so good. Oh, and the, the main event was Bandito, um, Rey Mysterio, and Ray Phoenix versus yeah. um, the Golden Elite, where it was Kota Ibushi. Um, Which unfortunately and, and, got rushed. Like, yeah, they rushed the finish, yeah. but it was still. still amazing. Like, that. Um, so, ever since, I mean, I've kind of heard about Bandito, but this is the first time I ever got to see him. Um, in person and my god like i'm just so happy that i hope that it doesn't look like he's gonna fall through the cracks like a uh roosh or andrade you know mm -hmm. what i mean like yeah. i think that he's hopefully not in that position and he's got big star potential oh absolutely but oh, i yeah. mean he's got to be careful because he's real close with those guys too like he's yeah you know um, it, it is but, true, but th but again, like an AEW WWE, I feel like has always been looking for like the next Eddie, and yeah. a guy like Bandito, I feel like could 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 be that, you know? Yeah, and they did yeah. try to go after him. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, this match was insane. It was everything. Uh, I think I'm gonna do your method and start watching it on fight because I can't. I think fight and VPN, man, if, the way to go. Yeah, if you were, if you are. Watching it on like matches like this are a bummer, and we had this uh, last week with Dakesha um, versus Danielson. Uh, it, I think it kind of loses momentum, at least as me as a fan, if I have those commercial breaks. But mm. even with that, it was still amazing. Like it was everything that I wanted that match to be. As soon as I heard, and the funny thing is, they didn't really promote it. What after Takeshita, they were like, "Oh, by the way, next right. week is Brian Danielson versus yeah. Bandito," and you're like, "Yeah, you're like what?" <laughs> Like the dream match, okay? Yeah. <laughs> On TV, <laughs> free? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, amazing. Yeah, definitely. I I don't know if I, uh, Dave put out his ratings for this week this week, and I I don't think this is a match you'd give five stars to. Like he rarely gives TV matches five stars. Mm -hmm. Although he gave the Elite versus Death Triangle ladder match from last week five stars, but 
This this is like this one could come close. It's probably like a four and a half, four and three quarters type of deal. But yeah, this was really really good. Definitely, as we said, match of the week. It'd be but, seven stars um, if it was in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but we did have MGF appear on video uh, after this, and uh, he's he was talking about Danielson and uh, how the fans are fickle, which was a nice little callback hmm. to Danielson's gimmick from a few years ago in WWE. And he also mentions that he's about to uh, to shed the the mask off the monster, some some kind of cryptic line in that regard he did he did it's interesting because he did when he came back he had that mask on yeah so he's he kind of talking about he's slowly removing the mask are you the I, devil or are you the monster like what's going on here stick in a lane if you're gonna do that like, yeah I get, like, yeah I, I get what he's doing and i don't hate it it was just one of those things where i'm just like okay. no yeah it's, okay. it's like a little nitpick because mjf man he's just he's so fucking great that it, it's hard to really say anything negative about the guy because he's He's just a master at his craft, you know? Yeah, although he kind of almost broke when he went to Julie Hart's defense last week. but <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we also had Soraya and – or Soraya, I apologize. Soraya and Tony Storm backstage with Sheeta and clearly being the bullies in this mm -hmm. scenario and talking, oh, these – there's some line that Tony said about the, the, the homegrown talent. Oh, uh, you can't, you know – these homegrown talent, everything. They're being super mean to her, um, which then was was followed up later in, in the match, which we'll talk about here in a second. But uh, we also had Danielson and Brian Cage announced for next week, so I'm hyped for that match. With a, with a bounty on Danielson's arm. Yes, because MJF comes back stage. He has an envelope of money. He says it's, the, it's more money than you guys have ever seen, which I thought was kind of funny considering that's uh, – that's Prince Nana's whole gimmick because he's like the, this rich embassy, you know. Yeah. Uh, and once again, going back to somebody who's been watching Ring of Honor for a long, long time, the fact that it is 2023 and Prince Nana is on a TV, Prince, like it's just Prince Nana on national I'm television. delighted and also baffled by it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, as someone who's not familiar with Prince Nana, explain him to me, please. Uh, it's just, it was just kind of like the Nigerian prince. I mean, it's essentially what that gimmick is the rich Nigerian yeah. prince that um, the embassy is one of the most weird factions that has ever existed in pro wrestling. Like, it's one of the <laughs> longest running ones, but the most random. Like, random you know, members. Yeah, yeah random okay. members. Like, you've had, you know, what, Adam Cole in there at one point. And then, yeah. Was, it, was this like Rex Titus and like, all, like back in the day? Like, I think I'm getting them all mixed up because there were probably so Rex Titus. Yeah. Uh, I think because uh, there's the kingdom and then there's embassy and like, but yeah, it's a wild history. Maybe and, like Silas a, Young at a, one point was probably in that group. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Just <laughs> any random Ring of Honor names. Yeah. <laughs> And then he just showed up on AEW, and I'm like, "What the? Yeah, it's Prince yeah. Nana here, <laughs> or whatever." And then they needed someone, so yeah, yeah. But uh, I like this. Yeah, the 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 kind of the um, the offer from MJF is to to break uh, Danielson's arm, not necessarily to win. He's like, and, and that's interesting because it's like, yeah, obviously Danielson's gonna win. He's gonna beat Brian Cage. That's the whole part of the thing. Otherwise, he's not gonna get the match. So he's like, I don't even care if you win. Just break his arm. That's all I care about. So. That'll be interesting to see if he's he was able to do that, or if not, if he somehow evades it and MJF comes back and says, "Give me my money back, damn it!" Because you didn't you didn't follow through. 
Uh, I think we could possibly get something Imagine like that. Facebook beating up MGF. No kidding. But yeah, then we had uh, Tony Storm taking on Willow. And uh, unfortunately, this was in the uh, the annual or uh, the, the weekly, usually weekly women's death slot uh, where the crowd's kind of dead for it. Um, but uh, Sheeta coming out kind of halfway through the match like, like she has been recently and kind of conflicted on what to do. But uh, this, this was uh, a clear uh, indication of where they were going. We had uh, Tony Storm getting the win with the, the rolling up the trunks on Willow and then beating down Willow with Soraya at the end yeah. as the crowd boos and uh, Tony Storm and Soraya, I think firmly being cemented as heels here. This was a, a kind of a full on heel turn for them. Something that I've been wanting for a while, a heel Tony Storm, but uh, I don't know about this, this uh, X WWE kind of thing. I, I, I want, I'm going to wait before I sort of, make any sort of judgment on it to see how it goes over the next couple of weeks. It's because I'm not, I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. If that makes sense. Uh, the booking with the women's division has been, been kind of, uh, it's been better as of recently, but it, it's still, I think there's some kinks that need to be ironed out. But um, I also think that it would, it, it's, it, I'm kind of into the idea of an ex WWE women's faction, like you get Ruby Soho in there, maybe yeah. Athena as well. Because I think we need more female factions in AEW, period. So, in lasting, um, not like the Jade Cargill. Like, why is the person that you didn't like now the only person yeah. that's in right. there and you got rid that's of the two original? Like, yeah. That's so, a weird story. Yeah. The Jade so. Cargill stuff, yeah, is bizarre. Yeah. It's like, why, why was Red Velvet teaming with her after she seemingly walked out on her the previous week? And then, yeah. what are we doing here, guys? The, I, my theory on the Jade Cargill stuff is that they've just been spitting their heels because the original plan was to have Chris Statlander beat her. That was the one to beat her, and now we're like she's at fifty wins, and it's like, what do we, what do we do with her oh, now? No, we're just gonna wait for that. Statlander to come back. No, no, no. Statlander was gonna go after the women's title, and Athena was gonna go for. That was the 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 setup they had before. Chris no, Statlander I, th I think hurt. they were building towards Statlander beating her, then Statlander got hurt. And so they had Athena step in, and I was like, okay, maybe Athena's wrong. going to be the one that, it, that she wasn't. So, okay, I'll just keep going with this Jade thing, get her to 50 and 0 or whatever. But, I, I don't want to oh argue, argue can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine yeah, how right. angry people will be if Red Velvet is the one? If she gets oh. to 49 and 0 and then Red Velvet beats her, oh, my God. Yeah. People are going to be so there, mad. It would be a house of booze, that's for sure. That's a, and that will be 100% on the booking because – Red Velvet's yeah. kind of dope. Yeah. Like if you remember, she was the original um, feud with Jade Cargill when she came in, and she was right, yeah. super impressive stepping in for Brandy Rhodes. And it's always been weird with her, like since yeah, like, yeah, it has been. She's been like super over, but she's not like you know. I hear a lot of shit from her from like you know Brian Alvarez or Dave Meltzer or somebody, but like. When, when do do any of us listen to their opinions on on women's wrestling? Sorry, I, I love those guys, but yeah, gotta say sometimes it's like I don't know. Uh, but moving on here before we before we get canceled, uh, let's talk about uh, um, uh, Renee backstage again with Takeshita. Interesting that there was no follow up to the to the Don Callis stuff. We haven't seen any kind of. 
oh, follow up to that yet. I think we will. I think we will. I think we will too. Yeah, I we we in there either. So yeah, uh, we had our main event, which was. Darby Allen defending his TNT championship in this ongoing open challenge against none other than New Japan Pro Wrestling's Kushida. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kushida comes out with uh, two of these young lion guys from the LA Dojo, Kevin Knight and the DKC. Uh, if you watch New Japan Strong, which is uh, unfortunately ending soon, these guys have been all over that show. And uh, this match, man, this was some really good stuff. This reminded me of like, a match that you would see in the best of the super juniors tournament, or it's just like, it was a good mix of like some strong style, but also some flippy stuff going on. There was one spot where uh, Darby tries to dive out of the ring, but Kushida catches him and puts him in the arm bar. The that arm was bar. awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe the, thing, I, the only thing I might've done differently is to really put Kushida over. You could have had Darby maybe tap out a little bit on the outside because it wouldn't have mattered. Oh, he's mm -hmm. tapping out, but it doesn't matter because they're outside the ring. Yeah. So I, that's the only thing I would have changed in this match. Other than that, I thought this match was really, really good. Uh, solid main event. And I thought that Kushida really uh, showed the star potential that he has as well. Obviously mm -hmm. he signed with new Japan uh, as of now, but he was just an impact recently. He's got a shot coming up at the X division title against Trey Miguel, which should be an awesome match. So, hell yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see the more Kushida on my television, the better. I think that he was kind of wasted with WWE, but I'm um, happy to see him back, and like he's been been crushing it in New Japan and yeah. stuff. Too, this so. is a better yeah, he, showcase on national TV than anything he ever did in WWE. Agreed. And it's good to see him getting his stride back, too. Yeah. Because when he came back, I, it wasn't really stellar. Um, I watched a little bit of the New Japan. Like, yeah, it was good, but it wasn't. He wasn't at the like him and Hiromu level of like awesomeness right. that you would have on that stuff. That's another thing. Also, for Benoit two, there better be Darby Allen versus Hiromu Takahashi. That has to happen. Oh hell yeah! Like, if that never happens, that's going to be one of the great injustices of wrestling. So I hope that is okay. Like, but yeah, Kushida, that was great. The only or thing that sucks is they did. The, the only thing is, like, I don't know if they would do that as a singles match. I feel like it would maybe be Darby and Sting against, like, Hiromu and Shingo or oh, somebody. I want singles. I want the crazy I know, match. I want I it want, too, but again, I want a Hiromu. Like, you think how crazy uh, Hiromu was with Dragon Lee? Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and Kushida? Like, put him with Darby Allen. Like, what? I mean, somebody may die. <laughs> like... I, I wonder if they would even go as far as to have both the TNT championship and the IWGP junior championship on the line, like a title for title thing. That that's like the the ultimate fantasy booking scenario. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of politics involved with the forbidden door kind of thing and Yeah. I don't care but that's usually like that cowards and big companies collaborate. That's that's just normal. Yeah. Super Clash three, that's all I need to say. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see it, but yeah, I think it, it, it would be more likely that we would get like, you know, Darby, Darby and Sting against Hiromu and you well, can throw Bushi in there and take the pin. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't that what the original plan was? And then Hiromu got uh, COVID or something. He got sick or something. Yeah, there there were a lot of plans that got moved around for that show. Mm -hmm. That that was a cursed show last year. I, I, I'm like yeah. fingers crossed that that this year's like every pretty much everything goes to plan, you know. If they do, right? 
Yeah. Well, yeah. it won. It won um, Fightful's pay per view of the year, even when that as it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's that, and that's the crazy thing about the level of talent that they have for a show like that is that. I, and I agree. I thought that was the best pay per view of, of 2022. So it's funny how that happens, but. Um, yeah, we'll quickly go through Rampage here. I know uh, uh, Delacommon hasn't gotten a chance to see this yet, but uh, we will go through it here. We kicked off the Spoil show me, with Jung- yeah, <laughs> Jungle Boy Jack Perry taking on Ethan Page. Uh, there were some shenanigans on the outside with uh, Matt Hardy, Isaiah, and Stokely, um, where there's they are you know usual kind of stuff. There that angle is so weird. Like I I don't know <laughs> what to think about like. Is Matt Hardy going to eventually get to a point where he, he breaks and he does the broken gimmick again and he turns on? Because uh, like no, oh, I think I think I, I think it's going in the direction of Matt. He's going to get into a match with Ethan Page for you know for his freedom. I think that's get out of the contract. Yeah, yeah that's where it's going. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we Most progress likely. from dark to rampage. <laughs> yeah. Then they announced a tag team match for next week on Dynamite Jungle Hook versus Page and Matt Hardy. Yes. Yes. Um, Jungle Boy getting the reverse roll up after Hook came out to kind of make the distraction. Um, And yeah. Yeah, it was great stuff. That that is the match for next week. That should be a fun one. Matt Hardy and Ethan Page taking on Jungle Hook. Uh, I will go through the rest of the Dynamite lineup here uh, at the end. But uh, we then had Tony Schiavone uh, in the ring with Ortiz trying to figure out what's going on there. And Ortiz talking about how uh, Eddie's mad at him, but it, you know, it's a result of House of Black totally getting in, the, in his head. And uh, Eddie eventually comes out. He's come out, he comes out with a chair yeah. and he gets face-to-face with Ortiz. And Ortiz is really hitting it home, like talking about his family and uh, I think his mom at one point and, and like, you know, met the mentor with the uh, homicide and uh, really hitting it home and, and try and got Eddie to the point where he just had enough and he snapped and he hit Ortiz with the chair a couple times uh, and then walked off. So to bunch of booze. Yeah. So I don't know if that, that was like a Eddie heel turn or just a Eddie. So I mean, it could be either or with Eddie. Like yeah, yeah, that's just the thing. Like I, I just I'm not sure which, which way it's going. Ed, but um, Eddie in the House of Black is a weird, weird thought. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think that's probably where they're gonna go. But like, it's still weird. It's, it's no, a weird I, I figured, I, maybe we're not quite there yet because we're we still got what a, a, a just over a month until the pay per view, and I think the pay per view match is probably gonna be. House of Black versus the Elite for the trios titles. Yeah, but in the meantime, it's we got this Eddie and Ortiz thing going on, and Darby Allen calling out Buddy Matthews for the Ooh. TNT Championship Ooh. next week. So, yeah. is this going to be like? Uh, are we going to get like? I don't know what's going on with Ortiz, but may- maybe we'll get Darby and Sting and Eddie against House of Black or something. But it's just yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting one. To, to watch, and I don't know if Ortiz, is Ortiz going to join the House of Black. Like, is that, this definitely has. I have some questions about it, but my fantasy booking is that Santana changed his mind about AEW, came back from it, and Santana oh. is the one who is in House of Black. That would be my oh. dream booking. Oh, that's that. You know, been long enough. He could be healed by now. But yeah, yeah I but know apparently they have some really, real heat. 
Yeah. yeah. That's- Ortiz and Santana apparently don't like each other anymore. Which Sucks, but whatever. Hey. Yeah. Brett and Sean, man. Brett and Sean. Let's go. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, we then had Brian Cage against Willie Mack in a rematch from their match on Dark Elevation last week, which was really good. Like, it's one of those Dark Elevation matches. We go, man, this is like, this should be on TV. And then they had pretty much the same match mm-hmm. on TV. Uh, and, I, and look, I know AEW has a, a bit of a bloated roster right now, but I would love it. Mack. I would love them to sign Willie Mack because Willie Mack is fucking awesome. If you ever watched Lucha Underground, uh, he was pretty great in Impact in the, the short time that he was there. Yeah, man, this this guy's this guy's the man. I want to see them sign Willie Mack. Come on, Tony Khan, make it happen. Isn't didn't he? He's coming off of what NWA? Isn't that where he was at? For, yeah, or, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he went from Impact to NWA, and, and now he's kind of maybe trying out for for AW. But oh, uh, NWA. Yeah, so have you seen have you seen Willie Mack before and seen him uh, wrestle anything? Here and there. You're here, not, okay. not a lot. Gotcha. So you were familiar with him, but yeah, not yeah, I, knew, I knew yeah. he was going in, yeah. Uh, they had some these two guys had some awesome matches in Lucha Underground that I can't really? recommend y'all check out enough. Okay. Yeah. Brian Brian Cage versus the Mac. He was just called the Mac at that point. Oh. But um yeah, good stuff there. We then had Jade Cargill and Layla Gray killing jobbers. Not much to say about this other than uh, Layla demanded that, uh, or sorry, Jade demanded that Layla tag her in to get the uh, the pinfall. But yeah, just more more of the same with them. Uh, we then had a video package with uh, Andretti and the JAS basically recapping the last couple weeks. And it's weird. They seem like they've kind of shifted from doing the Mark Henry backstage interview to yeah. set up a video package, video package plays, and then he says, looks like there's been enough talk, time for the main event. So, yeah, it was weird. I mean, some of those some of those promos have gotten weak um, in between them two, and yeah, it's a way to do something different. And then, because you know they have yeah. their new producer, their mm. XWWE, like he's head of whatever That's creative weird. production. Or whatever. They got their new producer. They got the new look for the show, so they're trying yeah. to switch some things up. Hey, this this is fine. I'm cool. It'll take a little bit of getting used to, but. I, I did love the line last week where he said, well, looks like these women are about to get violent. <laughs> like, oh, and boy, like did that, they. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then our main event, which was Action Andretti against Daniel Garcia. And uh, this was this actually had some pretty good spots. Andretti is a is great, like, babyface worker where he's kind of yeah. getting – you know, uh, beat down by Garcia for a good chunk of the back match that has to make his comeback. And, uh, yeah, gets the win, gets with the shooting star press yet again. This Andretti guy's definitely getting a push here. Uh, and that, of course, means that Daniel Garcia will not be wrestling as Chris Jericho's partner on Dynamite. It will be Sammy Guevara. You had Guevara and Jericho on commentary throughout the show. There was some great stuff on commentary with Jericho oh, on the show, but yeah, him and Guevara looking very disappointed. And yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, they had they have this whole like new angle with Sammy and Daniel Garcia, where it's like he's Sammy's his mentor, like appointed mentor, I and they've it. been they've been it. going back and forth teasing Garcia, the pro wrestler, as the sports entertainer, and like, is he eventually ever going to leave Jericho Appreciation Society? And is this also going to factor into it? I don't know, but uh, this was a, another good showing for Action Andretti. Um, yeah. And I, I'm definitely looking forward to that 
the tag match coming up here in Dynamite. But yeah, Soda, any any thoughts on this main event? Uh, yeah, this was a perfectly fun match, and it, it it felt like a regular WWE match if I was being if I'm being honest. Um, right down to the commentary. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, it, it was as 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 Simon Miller says, it was goofy wrestling, and I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking right. of Simon Miller, who does his thumbs up and, and thumbs down rating, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. I, I meant to do it at the end of Dynamite, but we'll do it here for both the shows. So Dynamite this week, I thought, was a very good show. Maybe not quite as good as last week's show from the L.A. Forum, but I think still good enough to get a greatest Dynamite of all time rampage for me. But uh, what about you, Soto? Yeah, what did you think? I agree. Um, yeah. That was good as last week, but it still had, uh, had a great match uh, with Danielson and Bandito. And uh, a great, a pretty darn good main event as well. Um, so yeah, um, best in the world, best best uh, dynamite ever for me. Best dynamite of all time. Yeah. So so uh, Keith, you haven't caught on to the gimmick yet. Uh, the the options to vote are uh, greatest or best dynamite episode of all time or worst episode of dynamite of all time. There's no thumbs in the middle. If you put your thumbs in the middle, <laughs> soda will rip them off. Oh, e- uh, either or propositions, baby. Um, yeah. uh, greatest. <laughs> Of all time, even though I do, like, I, of all time. Guys, yeah, LA, LA is kind of hard to beat because you had the return of Adam Cole, and like, I mean, yeah. you can't, you can't have that every week. Um, the, the, the ladder match, the main event, yeah, yeah like winning the titles, like, back, but, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing like there's only been one dynamite I've ever watched where I would even consider putting it below, like mm-hmm. worst of all time. But no, actually, actually. That was the worst episode of Dynamite of all time in L.A. because Mercedes did not show up. Oh, yeah. It was, it was yeah. horrible. Oh, the worst thing ever. How dare you, Tony Khan? That was horrible. Wrestling fans, man. Like, wrestling fans. <laughs> I, 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 love, I love us and I hate us at the same time. But never yeah. promised. Never, never teased. Uh, yeah. Like, there was a little bit, like, a small tease that, like, Britt did. But, like, no. Yeah. Like, and for all we know, it might have had that one point been something on the table, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with the logic they brought up on um, Wrestler Observer Live, and I think they've also talked about it on Fightful. Was that why would New Japan let her wrestle in AEW right. before she would do the 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 uh, the frip? What was yeah. it? The they got to sell pay per views, man. Yeah, yeah, and, that's and, the They got to hype and build the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they sold out all the tickets, and now they got to sell pay per views. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, they told make doesn't AEW. make sense for they're too yeah. good at that that that. They have delivered so many times on what is they what fans expected it. It's kind of the drawback of whenever it doesn't happen. Like it wasn't promised. So why are you mad about something that wasn't promised? Now, yeah, if they okay. pulled right. like a WWE where we're just going to rug pull you, then be mad. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People just believing too much of their own expectations. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't listen to the people on the internet talking about yeah. wrestling too much. Uh, just a friendly suggestion. But um, only we, listen to uh, the blokes of wrestling. Only yeah. listen to the blokes yeah, of wrestling. Exactly. Uh, while we're at it, yeah, we'll give Rampage uh, our our rating here as well. I don't know, man. This was, I think, one of the weaker episodes of. Ra- if I'm being honest, it wasn't like a standout show for me. It was just kind of fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if it was enough to get greatest Rampage of all time. It's it was more of one of those ones that I would normally put in the the middle if I wasn't worried about you uh, cutting my thumb off. So I, I'm gonna because it's it's like there. I'm gonna have to give it worst episode of Rampage ever because it's just there was some good stuff on it for sure. But 
it was it was just kind of another rampage episode that I felt was there for the most part. Yeah, I'm gonna go worst as well, just because outside of the um, Eddie Kings and stuff, I was meh, it's forgettable yeah. for me. Yeah, um, we do have a pretty stacked card for Dynamite coming up this week. Hmm. I'll run down it real quick here. Uh, we have Brian Cage, Battle of the Bryans, Brian Cage versus Brian Danielson, and of course Brian has to continue to win these matches in order to get the Iron Man match at. Revolution against MJF for the title. We got Jungle Hook taking on Matt Hardy and Ethan Page. Darby Allen versus Buddy Matthews of the House of Black for the TNT title. We got a triple threat match, which you don't see very often in AEW, especially the women's division, hmm. between Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, and Britt Baker, where I predict that Ruby Soho will join this uh, ex-WWE women's faction here. Uh, and turn heel alongside Tony Storm and Interesting. Soraya. Yes. So we definitely give her a nice reboot to her character. I think so. I think so too. We have the uh, the family therapy segment with uh, with the ass boys and declaimed and uh, daddy asked himself. So good lord, who knows where that's going? And then we of course have Jericho and Sammy Guevara taking on Ricky Starks and Action Andretti. And then knowing Tony Khan and AEW, they'll announce about 18 more matches on social media between now and uh, Wednesday <laughs> for the show. Uh, but uh, definitely some good stuff there to look forward to. Uh, as we wrap up here, we'll do our match and moment of the week, which we kind of spoiled earlier what our match of the week was. I think it's easily Brian Danielson and Bandito from this yeah. week's episode of Dynamite. Yeah, totally. Like I said, the, the whole time I was watching that match, I, my mouth was open and my eyes were like, oh, yeah, dear <laughs> Lord. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would actually also uh, like to shout out the the fight pit match on Impact this week between Speedball Mike Bailey, fellow Canadian of Soda's here, and Kenny King, of all people. Yeah. Uh, 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 no, no ropes. You have. You must win via uh, the no DQs. You must win via knockout or uh, submission. And the finish was Speedball Mike Bailey putting a chair on Kenny King's head and kicking it as hard as he humanly possibly could. Amazing to get the knockout. Wow. Uh, and that, as well, is my moment of the week right there. I'm Speedball gonna... Mike Bailey. Kicking Kenny King in the face with a chair. So I, don't watch Im- I don't watch Impact. Is this pretty much blood sport? Like Josh Barnett's this promotion? Match was. This, like this, this particular match was needed. I haven't seen one of these matches impacting quite some time. Hmm. Okay. Um, but this for sure definitely felt like, like a blood sport kind of main event. Was it as yeah. good as Raw Underground? <laughs> no, nowhere near. <laughs> Oh, no. okay. yeah, I was making sure that that was hand. still the top level of these. Don't you know matches. that? Don't you know that nobody can top Shane McMahon as being the, the best in the world? Oh, Dino, right? <laughs> but um, you guys have any other uh, moments of the week that you want to shout out? Um, well, I, I'm going to give my uh, retro match of the week because I have been watching a lot of wrestling this week. It two ladder wars because my god, that was just. The bumps that El Generico took in that match. Oh my oh god! My Lord, I've never seen anyone bounce off objects like that. It was insane. Um, but yeah. my moment of the week, I'm actually going to give it to the that insanely timed dive combo into the armbar in the Kushida Darby Allen. Yeah, because good call. You couldn't have pulled that off any better than they 
did. Like, I don't know how they didn't screw that up. Like, it was just a thing of beauty. It was, it was, it was amazing. I still can't wrap my head around. Would have been, would have been better if you saw the whole thing, production team. Yeah. Like, I, like, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I knew what was happening because I've seen enough of Kushida's matches, but yeah, that's what I would put as my, my moment of the week, like, hands down. Also, that was a really cool spot. Uh, look up Kota Ibushi versus El Generico, and I can't remember. It's like a triple threat, and I want to say it's DDT, but it could also be like um, Dragon's mm-hmm. Gate. I can't remember. But look that up. That, that match is insane. Okay. Like, so that's what I would suggest. But, yeah, definitely the Kushida arm bar is just mm. – Love that spot. Love that spot. Smooth. Yeah. Well, there we go, everybody. Thanks, y'all, for joining us here. For another episode of Blokes of Wrestling. Uh, shout out to Vermont Mike, Matt Munoz, Adelia showing up late later in the show. Uh, you can go, probably go back and watch on replay. Uh, appreciate y'all watching on replay if you're doing it that that way. And uh, thanks y'all for joining us as you always do. Uh, we had a very special friend, guest, Delacommon joining us here this can evening. I post real quick? Absolutely. Real quick. I was just about to ask. <laughs> so uh, you can catch me. I, uh, I I jump on these shows every once in a while, but I'm also a photographer. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Della Common. I'm kind of getting my my bearings on my 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 photography, and I'm kind of proud of what's happened in the progression. But also this Thursday on the Rob Fishbeck Network, uh, all of us at the network are going to kind of get together um, next Thursday, and we're gonna. It's like it's a fundraiser, but it's not a fundraiser because we're not really looking to do an overhaul, like a massive overhaul, just like little minor upgrades, like StreamYard and stuff like that. So um, it will be me, Rob, Lego, uh, Jimmy Nails, like everybody from the network uh, is going to be there. And it's like I've two heard hours of this. Yeah. yeah, you heard of those guys. Um, <laughs> they're a good crew to be around. And so um, next, this upcoming Thursday. Um, I'm sure Matt you knows will probably be there. Matt is definitely going to be there. So. <laughs> So, so thank you guys for for me come on. Oh, yeah. For oh, sure, cool. man. Absolutely. Anytime. Open invite. Soda, anything you want to plug before we get out of here, um, man? Yeah, just uh, you can find me personal Instagram and Twitter, Soda underscore the underscore Saxman. Um, and you can find me over in the Northern Entertainment Group. We're going to have some stuff brewing. We're in talks of maybe potentially bringing some stuff back. Who knows what's going to be happening over there. And, of course, on uh, our other channels, go visit Multiverse and Geekdom. Go support the guys over there. Um, they're going to keep continuing on after the passing of Ben Rayner, and uh, there's some good stuff planning over there as well. So, yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to Ben Rayner, who's probably watching an epic match between Jay Briscoe and Brody Lee in yeah. the Great Beyond. Referee uh, by Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Yeah, there you go, man. That uh, sounds like hell of a time. Oh, David sorry. Crosby somehow wa- wandering his way yeah. over. That's a, that's a weird combo. We just start giving like, <laughs> yeah. everybody, like it's like when Andy Warhol walked in randomly in Madison Square Garden after Hogan won the title. I want to know. I need to find out the story of that. I know it's out there. Well, that's, I just that's the story. It, he I, got lost. He just wandered in. He wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> no, but I mean his like his like association with WWE. That's what oh, I was well, like. Madison Square Garden back in the day is like it was like people, celebrities going to the Knicks games. It was like a who's yeah. who, especially during those early days of uh, Hulkamania. That's why you saw like the Saturday Night Live crew and Danny DeVito and and all those guys. It was just it was the hot ticket in the eighties in New York. That okay. these days you will still see still see all those celebrities, but they're hanging out in the press box at the Fish concert of all places. Yeah, uh, that's that's. 
that's what that those shows are fun to go to uh, at the garden. And yes, myself, I have I've found myself many a day just wandering over into Madison Square Garden, and suddenly I'm inside. It's like, how the hell did I get here? But um, there you go, everybody. I'm here. Yeah, I guess I'm here. All right, good party, have a good time. The mecca. But um, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, we will be back next week for another episode of Blokes of Wrestling. Oh, and quickly before we go, we got a match update to the wrestlers with five or more star matches with Kenny Omega slowly climbing his way up the mm-hmm. list with 20. He's one away from tying the great uh, Kawada there in Dave Meltzer's five five or more star matches. And yes, shout out to all our patron, patrons over at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. Join us there for as lower as low as a dollar a month, guys. That's less than a cup of coffee. It gets you in our Discord and talk about pro wrestling and all sorts of other fun stuff. So shout out to you all over there. And uh, thanks again, Della Common, Soda. We'll talk to you all soon. Cheers, everybody. You a little scrawny bitch. There ain't gonna be no problem, bitch. I ain't you alive.